Hey listeners, it's Morgan from H Industries. And today we're going through the phased milestone map, which was released on Medium on July 4th, 2021. So it details the initial use case of interorbital transport services for the first zero to 10 years. And then we'll start to talk about advanced use cases for the next 10 to 30 years. So many launch surface companies around the world today are competing to drastically reduce the cost of reaching orbit with reusable rockets. So what comes next after removing the barrier to orbital entry? And what if we could deliver these components together? Commercializing the opportunity that cheap orbital access gives then leads to transport between orbits and manufacturing in orbit. The potential to expand into an entirely new market is an opportunity identical to the railroad-driven growth across colonial America. By offering easy transport services between planetary orbits, H Industries aims to become the railroad of the modern era. If shipping containers could land on Mars prior to astronaut arrival, what would 2040 look like? Our initial use case is an interorbital transport service, which we've talked about in quite a few preceding podcasts and articles. But we're going to start to delve into the later use cases, which is where things get really interesting. So at first, removing the cost barrier to orbital entry is driving significant growth in the private space sector. Simultaneously, removing the barrier to other planets' orbits will build new markets and allow businesses to outsource transport and focus on capitalizing on the early access to the next stage of human colonization. The first objective is to establish a terrestrial satellite swarm to test, before moving some satellites to a Martian orbit to build the first route. The size of the satellite swarm determines the freight capacity and the maximum speed of the transport route, as it's based on the deceleration capacity of the destination swarm. To build the railroad in the modern era, H Industries will establish a network of routes between planetary orbits and deliver industry-leading speeds and destinations. By partnering with leading launch service providers, H Industries will offer a seamless terrestrial liftoff to extraterrestrial orbital arrival for any customer and facilitate extraterrestrial touchdown solutions. Creation of a mass-producible interorbital transport network will drastically drive down the cost of transport beyond our orbital sphere. Unlocking business feasibility by reducing transport costs will further fuel the market growth and increase utilization of the platform, a win-win outcome for everyone. Expansion of the original terrestrial swarm size and increasing the number of operational swarms will deliver multiple transport routes and enable the next stage of service, a commercial asteroid harness. So let's talk about that intermediate use case. By providing a platform to capture inbound iron-based ferric asteroids, H Industries will enable asteroid mining businesses to focus on discovery and transfer of asteroids back to terrestrial orbit for processing. Realistically, we're probably going to stick them around lunar orbit. I really am not a fan of mining the moon. It's gravity defines our tides. Let's not muck with that. But I digress. The harness will deposit the asteroid in an orbit of the customer's choosing or dynamically reconfigure once the advanced state goal is realized, offering autonomous mining and manufacturing services. 
In the same way that mining companies contract geological discoveries for processing, Hitch Industries will encourage asteroid prospectors by providing end-to-end -end services to realize the wealth of every discovery. Enabling asteroid mining will solidify ongoing investment in the development of orbital manufacturing, a financial and environmental cost step change from terrestrial manufacturing and liftoff of componentry or raw materials. So, the advanced use case is an asteroid mining service. By enhancing the size of the terrestrial swarm, and using the capability of the satellite unit design in an alternative induction mode, ferrous metals can be extracted by quite literally cooking the asteroid with more energy than it can lose due to its surface area. Tunnel boring machines are operated as inline factories, removing crushed rock from the cutting head and producing a cylindrical tunnel with a flat flooring behind the machine as it progresses. H Industries will use the reconfigurable structure of its terrestrial swarm to mimic this functionality, using induction furnace principles and magnetic containment to process ferric asteroids into raw iron and then use magnetic extrusion molding techniques to produce commercial structural components or customer-specified designs, the first goal being plate construction and beam construction. The value proposition of extraterrestrial manufacturing of construction materials and structures is inestimable. Removal of the cost to launch for terrestrial construction materials is what will drive the next generation of space industry pioneers. So I'll quickly run through the milestones. And these milestones detail the business delivery of H Industries into orbital transport service. Our first use case. The advanced use cases will be explored a little bit later if H Industries is a success at first. So for phase zero, which is where we're currently at, it is just me on my lonesome. I am delivering most of what you see today, minus the very well animated video and our lovely new website, with the goal of raising venture funding to recruit a team of seven, which leads us into phase one, which is design validation. We plan to construct a MATLAB model and have the concept validated by the team. I would love to see a drone software concept demonstrated, which is ticking off some of our operational software. And the output of the MATLAB model and concept validation is a manufacturing schematic. Along with our detailed business plan approval, that will lead us into phase two, where we can see the first satellite built and the force model truly validated. Now that's a manufacturing trial that will allow us to scale rapidly for the next step and the following. Phase three is building out that initial scaling to construct 10 satellites and then begin orbital testing. Now we might look at doing a much smaller scale test during phase two. Uh, we'll see about the feasibility as that falls out. Phase four is the big one. That is where we will construct all the remaining satellites and build an operational Earth to Mars freight shipping route. It's anticipated that that stage could take two years at worst case scenario. And phase five, the business is fully operational. Our debt is balanced. Our business is hopefully franchised into multiple shipping lanes. And we can be publishing research on the advanced used cases and hopefully working with asteroid prospectors by that time. Now, touching on the advanced use cases and the 10 to 30 year goal milestones, I would love to see a second swarm launched within the 15 years mark. 
Multi-lane swarm expansion is what enables all of the following steps. And if manufacturing is already in place, it's not a big gap. So we can build out the asteroid harness capability, and that will require a specific unit count and power output. We want to build the asteroid mining capability. And the next milestone is capture of a ferric asteroid. Again, we intend to work with prospectors to help us find the most ideal candidate. And I would love to see a self-destructing drone landed on an asteroid along with a whole bunch of modeling gear. So we can do a full survey of the asteroid and then just give it a little push in the right direction to catch it. The final milestone is production of an iron beam in orbit, which I personally think is really cool. Electromagnetic manipulation of a heated liquid iron effectively allows us to do extrusion molding in space, which is incredible. 30 years from now, I really hope this transforms our space industry. So I mentioned the initial use cases, our zero to 10 year milestone. Realistically, we're targeting operation by 2030, with weekly launches, then daily launches being our goal launch frequency, targeting a fourth orbit arrival, which is every seven and a half years. We aren't targeting the closest orbital pass because the cargo is intended to all be inert items. Construction supplies, equipment, clothing, etc. The goal of ramping up launch frequency is dependent on the cargo flight path safety. So it's hoped that the daily frequency is possible due to the distance both planets are moved along their respective orbital paths. And so the collision risk is completely removed. I would love to see multiple launches per day, but I think one in one out is quite reasonable. The seven and a half year target lead time is pretty long. But with the 20 ton cargo, the cost efficiency will eclipse rockets that are much quicker, but have limited launch windows and capability and need to make several trips to equalize the cargo mass transferred. The initial launch's arrival will precede astronaut arrival, even given the five odd years required to validate the system, build the business and transfer enough satellites to form an arrival swarm, then conduct a sequence of test arrivals before real customer cargo transfer. So this is going to use that closest pass distance at one particular point to build the destination swarm. The initial orbital path targeting isn't complicated and the system is accurate enough, but the big risk that's hard to predict is perturbation, which is a huge factor when you're trying to plan for fourth orbit arrival. There is a degree of in-flight correction capability and the system will be modeled holistically multiple times to make sure we remove as much risk as possible. But I want to state that very clearly. Once the initial use case is achieved, the others are entirely possible. You gotta start with a small asteroid, but once we start to look at multi-lane swarm expansion, the ability to catch a very large-scale asteroid and place it in a relatively stable orbit and then reconfigure the swarm for mining services can be achieved very quickly. So we see quite a drastic ramping of capability. In the end, it's hoped that the test flights, regression analysis, and a regular launch schedule will become routine orbital shipping lanes. 
Now, all of this is wildly long game, but the time to get started is now, and then we can beat the first crew arriving. I would love to see Mars surrounded by GPS weather and communication satellites well before anyone puts boots on the ground. And if we do this right, those first astronauts could spend much longer time there, take a larger scientific crew, and maximize the outcomes and the safety of the trip, just like the Antarctic explorers of yesteryear. So check out some of the other articles on how I came to revise the mass and arrival time calculations. Thanks for listening to the 30-year plan, and tune in next episode to see which six industries are already Mars-ready. Thanks for listening. See you next time.